We are back, Grip Wild Men Who Matter podcast. I am Stephen Wisdom, and I have with me, no one new, just my man, Brandon Broach. What is happening with you today, Brandio? You like that little Andio? Brandio. What's up, man? We're, we're back to where I have to guess how you're going to introduce me. <laughs> Always trying to keep you on your toes, Always, man. man. And that's what I appreciate about you. Adding a little you. flavor. Flavor, flavor. Yeah. Man, it's great, dude. It is finally warming up. I feel like uh, we got the last cold snap out of the way. It's allergy season. The sun's out. It's springtime in Alabama. I Here feel, we go. I feel so sorry for you, Brandon. Dude. You are an allergy snot nose. I, I, I'm just praising the good Lord up above. I don't have to deal with... The things you deal with when it comes time for the old pollen to come out. Dude, I literally have to bring a bag with me everywhere I go. Do what? I carry that huh? little medicine bag I with me. I can't understand you. What are you saying? <laughs> You're so stuffed up. I what have you done with Brandon? I hope it doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> well, what's up, everyone? Today, we've got a little something to chew on that Brandon brought to my attention. Um, and I'm actually kind of excited about it because... Uh, it, it, it was kind of a um, interesting thought, and you know, Brandon uh, got for Christmas this past year. I guess he got his family a new Labrador Retriever, black Labrador Retriever, the best of the best. That's right. Which I hate. You know, they say like they say like black Labrador Retrievers are like the best line. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what they say. I don't like black dogs. I wish I wish that the chocolate ones were like the best of the best because that's my favorite. The well, chocolate you, labs. You know, let's just be honest. First of all, I don't think my children are listening to this. Santa Claus brought the dog to my house. Let's just be clear. But I did a lot of research. And I made a decision based on the, the dog that my wife picked out when we went to meet up with all the dogs. There was not I did not rank colors and yeah, all that stuff. So, so. So apparently you did a lot of research, but all your research came down to, ooh, I want that one. That's exactly right. Oh, okay. So okay. here's takeaway number one. If mama yeah. says that one, that's the one you get. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you you said something to me this week that really triggered this podcast about your dog. She's so she, she was, she's six months old. Mally, short for Mallard. Because I got to keep the duck thing going. Quality. Mally. Mally. I don't think you've ever told me that. Till no? Just now. Yeah. No. Well, Mally is six months old. And it's crazy because I noticed the other day we had her out at the park during uh, during soccer practice. And we were just hanging out while the kids were, were doing their thing. And she was just fixated on airplanes, man. Every time a plane would fly over, like she went into bird dog mode, you know, and like couldn't just, just sat there tracking. And uh, we had, the other day, my wife had her in the car picking the kids from up from school, and there was a couple of geese out on the field right by the school, and the geese got up to fly off, and she said she locked in on them, like wouldn't come off. And it was crazy because I was thinking about it, and we were talking this week, how like nobody's ever taught her that. I mean, I'm working on some basic training. She's only six months old. The very first day she was at our house, man, she was retrieving. It was just mm -hmm. that bloodline instinct. Yeah. And I just, I think it's so cool how they're born with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very similar. I have a GSP, a German short hair pointer bird dog. And she's old now. She's like 12. She doesn't really do much of anything any, anymore, but just kind of. 
consume food and and sleep, but <laughs> but it was the same way when we brought her home. I mean, she was no bigger than you know. She would sit in my my hands, my two hands, little I mean, bitty, little tiny. But I noticed that twelve years ago, that when we would let her go out in the yard to use the bathroom, if there was a bird or a rabbit or anything in the yard, even at that young, I mean, tiny dog, she would she would stop, freeze, and 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 try to 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 point. She'd at least go through it mentally. She yes, was, she I mean, was it was clear it, it was in her to, and hence, you know, German short hair pointers. They're 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 bred to point um, that at their target. But it's crazy to think that it's they it's inner. I mean. It, it wasn't taught. Right. Nothing had been taught yet. Yet the instinct was in her, and and she knew what to do. Like, absolutely knew what to do. It kind of raised this question. It's like, what is it about, like, this instinct? It's in them. It's, and it made us start talking about this idea of it's in us. Right. Like, our instinct is far more... Of value than we realize, I think it's way more influential. I think than we when we pay attention to, you know, like you go through life and you don't think about these things. But I, I, when I see it in my dog, I was thinking about myself, and there are I am wired for certain things, and and sometimes life is busy and you don't always pay attention to it. But when you when you key in on the things that you're wired to do, man. I just, you come alive. It's next level. Yeah. You react in ways that you don't necessarily have to process. You just, it's instinct. Right. You right. respond to it. And so that's what, guys, we want you to think about today as we kind of peel this back is what our dogs are supposed to do, what they were created to do, it is in them from the beginning. And what we are supposed to do, what we were created for, what we inherently are are pressing towards it is in us from the beginning. We, our instinct is, it's there. What we're driving for is there. What you ultimately are supposed to achieve in life, you are, you are already somewhat equipped for. It's in you. But how do we cultivate it? How mm-hmm. do we, how do we bring it, bring it out in us? Just like in our dogs, in our sport dogs. That we we train them, we take what is ultimately in them and what is it's clearly there, and we magnify it, we cultivate it, we sharpen it, we make it even better. And in vice versa, I mean, even you know, on the other side of that, we also what are the instinct that's in our dogs? It is there until we take it away, until you limit it, until we limit it, until we. We take the behavior away out of a dog, and I want to parallel that to today with with us and our and our journey and our our purpose and what we're chasing and and, and really what I want to try to hit home in is look what it, it's in you, like you're it's already there. What you're chasing is already there. You have it in you. You have the tools. You have um, everything you need to chase after what it is you're dreaming about and what it is you feel like you're created to do, what you feel like your purpose is. But there's two things that that have to happen. You have to, you kind of, you got to, you got the tools, but maybe you need to sharpen the tool. You got the tools, but maybe you need to really figure out how to use the tool. You got to cultivate it, right? 
And the other thing is, is that the world's probably told you that your tool's not any good. Or the world, so we limit the behavior of our animals. Well, the world maybe has limited your view on why you exist. And maybe it's shackled you. It's, it, it's got you in, 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 it's cuffed you. Maybe it's, it's got you thinking in the wrong direction. And, and so let's peel that back. Let's, let's talk about, you know, what are some of those things that maybe we are getting hit with as men day in and day out. And, and if we're not careful, and I know a lot of us, and I know you and I have been there and we look up and our instinct, our, our, what is in us that we need and use every day to ultimately live out who we are as men and ultimately live out our purpose. Um, it, it, it really, it really can kind of get chained up and, it's a really crazy parallel now that I'm 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 unpacking it as you're talking. I'm even thinking more about it. I mean, so it, when it comes to training a lab, like this, the dog that I have is blood created, DNA created to retrieve. It's in their name, just like a pointer is created to point, right? Identify and key in on an object. But here's the thing about training training my dog that these the best duck dogs in the world. They're trained every single day. And you can't have a Labrador and never work with them and expect to take them out to the water and then respond. Will they go retrieve? Yeah, because that's in their bloodline. Will they respond to the commands? Will they do it like you need it to be done in a way that's successful? Probably not. And it takes this repetition and rhythm of preparation, right? And so looking at training... With an, with an animal like that and then compare that to me and my life. And, and really what we're talking about, these tools and this drive, this is passion. Passion is the thing that is deposited in us. It's this fire that burns and we didn't necessarily sign up for it. We just know there's things that I'm fired up about that don't necessarily fire you up. And that's okay. We don't have to have the same passion, but it's all going somewhere. And you think about, man, how sad is it to have a lab, a, a Labrador retriever that never never gets to access that part of its dna because it wasn't trained you know the time yeah. wasn't put in to yeah. build that that up you know to yeah. cultivate it is the word yeah. that we use and think about my own life so where am i investing chunks of my time into my passion just like you would with a dog you've got to spend time training we've got to work on the commands we've got to work on the behavior where am I investing my time and energy and resources in cultivating that passion? Am I spending time around the things that I love? Yeah. So think about this, even with your retriever. And I know my GSP was very much like this, whether it was a, a bumper or even a tennis ball, she really fell in love with a tennis ball and wherever that tennis ball went, she would, she would knock over kids. She would, I mean, when we, when our kids were young, we really had to be careful because when we if we threw at the ball or through the bumper the bird bumper i mean she did not care she would destroy whoever was in front of her like if it was our 2 year old 2 year olds going on the ground right she was cuz she was so passionate about laser it. focused laser focused so passionate but it was out of control it was chaotic it was there was you know there was no, there wasn't any kind of um not restraint but any organ, organization of how she pursued her passion but once we trained her commands and we trained her in how to respond and how to unleash the passion for retrieving that bird or retrieving that tennis ball, everything 
was so much more efficient, effective, and she truly was living out what was in her to work like she was trained to work. And it's the same thing if we cross over into what we're pursuing. Like I'm a passionate guy, but if 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 I if I don't watch myself, man, I, I'm like a you know I'm like a squirrel just chasing everything because I'm so passionate about it. But in the times of my life where I really focus and I get organized and I really have a plan and I'm and I'm really doing the things that we all know and all learn how to really equip my passion and 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 give structure to my passion, things really start happening. I mean, it's crazy how how much return I get on how, the things I'm passionate about when I've equipped them well and I've structured them well, and it's not just chaotic. Let me introduce a statement. Passion without discipline results in chaotic activity. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. think about it, man. Just think about a kid or think about a dog without discipline or a kid that's just fired up, man. I, was, oh, I just want to do it. I just want to do it. I just want to do it. And you just... Without the discipline, the structure, the training, mm-hmm. you're just wide open, which yeah. is awesome. We yeah. want you to be wide. I want to be wide open in my passion. Yeah. But with and I believe God wants us to operate wide open in the things that He's wired us to do. He wants to release us into our passion to run full speed ahead to make a difference, right? But if we don't have a system around it or discipline mm-hmm. or training, mm-hmm. then we just end up like you said, like a squirrel, man. Just oh tennis ball, yeah. tennis ball, tennis ball, tennis yeah. ball. Or even 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 worse, you take it a step further. I mean, you got guys who who are very passionate about their careers, who are very talented in their careers, but they look up and they've destroyed their families. They've just they they you know they've they've fallen off the deep end of depression because man, they were great at it. They were chasing it, but but it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't enough. They weren't ultimately achieving their goals and achieving um, that fulfillment of the reason that their talents and their purpose was were there. I mean, you see it all the time when when your passions and your talents and your abilities that you've been given are not used in a healthy way or not used with a structure, it can lead to a very unhealthy life. One of the most beautiful things that I see in my life is that when I when I progress in my relationship with Jesus, when I deepened that level of relationship, he didn't change my passion. He wired me for certain things. He he changed my perspective on my passion. So it went from being, man, I'm, I'm so fired up about marketing and about business, and I just want to build my platform for me. And what, what happened in my life was that perspective shifted, and it became, I want to be passionate about marketing, about business, so that I can add value to other people. Mm. Right. And we talked about yeah. it, that shift from inward to outward, like success versus significance. And that's what happens, I think, when the right lens is applied to our passion, that discipline comes in and we see the perspective shift again from, man, I, I, I'm wired for it and I love it. I want to I want to win. I want to win. I want to get after it. And we have that that shift in perspective to go win and get after it, but make it be bigger than absolutely. you. Absolutely. Right. I, absolutely. I mean, what are some things that jump out at you on how we can be intentional about making sure our passions are structured and are not? And I don't want to use the word filtered. And this is, and, I, and we're going to talk about that in a minute of of some dangers to using words like filtering or filtering or getting your passion under control. Is is let's talk about some structure to how to maximize and utilize those passions in your life to ultimately achieve fulfillment with them and impact others with them. 
So I think the first thing we need to look at, and this is this is for all of us, everybody's in on this because it's introspective. In other words, this first step, like I can't do for you, Steve. Like I've got to look in the mirror and I got to spend a few minutes. And the reality is we've got to spend a few minutes evaluating where am I where am I investing all this energy? Because likely for you and for me and for all of us to really create momentum, to see a change, to make a difference, to find that fulfillment, to feel like you're moving, you're not just in the wheel, right? You've got to focus it. And 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 focus means something's got to be moved out of the way. Mm-hmm. We got to say no to something. It's got to bring it into perspective. Right. You got to take a fuzzy vision and make it a sharp, in-focused right. vision. Yeah. And so just like with a camera, when we're shooting film, you can't focus on every single thing in the frame. You got to find the key thing. And so maybe for you today, you know what you're fired up about. You know what your passion is. But maybe you need to spend a few minutes going, where is it best applied? In what arena? You know, where do I find myself in life where I could really utilize the thing that I love to make a difference for somebody else? Because here's the here's the hard truth. Sometimes I want to make a difference. I can't make a difference necessarily for every single person out there at once. Yeah, I've got to get some some focus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe maybe spend a few minutes and look at, OK, I know what I love and here's where I am. How can I do something in this circle and start there? Mm-hmm. Start with this area, this group, this person even. How can I make a difference for them? And then work from there. Absolutely. And I'll, and I'll add to the other side of it. You've let the world, you've let struggles, you've let your life situations, you've you've let the worldly perspective put a film over or, or condense or begin to control your passions and your destiny and your ultimately what you're designed to do. You're letting the world tell you that you're not good enough. You're letting the world tell you that your your passion is a little out of whack. You're letting the world tell you that you you just don't have it in you. Um, because we live in a pretty harsh world. Not only what people do to us, but we we make some pretty poor choices ourselves that ultimately have consequences and rippling effects. And and to, today, just like you, you, you want to talk about adding some structure. My, so my encouragement for you today is to not let the world continue to convince us that we um, that we're a lost cause, or that or that you know there's there's so often we look up and. We've kind of lost our vision of who we are as men, and we've lost our drive, and we've lost um, our confidence and and what we should be doing. And if a world-class sporting dog um, just stopped doing what they were supposed to be doing every time they got corrected, they would never they would never amount to much of a hunting dog, right? But because it's in them, they're like, okay, all right, I'm gonna do, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it again, and I'm gonna do it again, and I know what I'm, I know where I'm supposed to go, and I'm gonna, okay, I gotta get better, I gotta get better, I gotta get better. And the greatest trainers, they, they, they reward the correct behavior, right? They don't, they don't, they're not, they're not always about smashing the incorrect behavior, because what's rewarded is repeated, right? I mean, whether you're a dog, a man. Or anything. I mean, that's just the nature of who we are. What's rewarded is repeated. And we have to find ways to, to continue to live out and cultivate our passions to connect them to our purpose. But, man, we got to celebrate the wins. And we got to focus on where do I need to go from here? And, 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 and man, I, you know, I didn't do that quite right. Or I, or I got caught up and I really let it start controlling me. Or, 
man, I'm just, I've just kind of gone through maybe a season of depression because things didn't go right the way I hoped and just kind of got beat down and beat up. And But look, world-class sporting dogs, and they never give up, man. Even when they do it wrong, they're back on they're back on the block, ready to do it again and again and again and again. And I think if we want to parallel this to even you as a man and, and, and how God's created you and God what God's doing as he looks down upon you as you're pursuing this life and trying to make something of it and you wake up every day wondering if you matter and you go to bed every night, did I matter today? And God's just looking down on you and he's like, just do it again, do it again. Do it again. There's more. Do it again. Great job. Great job. Now we're on track. Now we're on track. Now we can do something great with this. And I think the world has told you that you're not a man. The world's told you that you're never going to amount to nothing. And the world's also told you that God sees you as a failure when you fail. And he doesn't. Like God sees you when, 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 when you fail or you struggle or you get caught up in something God just knows he, he he's not a God who who smashes the bad. He's the guy who who is encouraging and honoring the right choices. And he's like he, he's mo- he tries to motivate you into the right choices because it goes back to this concept that we lose sight in is God loves you right where you're at. God loves you right in your struggle, right in your trying to figure this out, trying to man, I I, I kind of got off the beaten path or man, I Man, I should have went left, but I went right. And the world tells you God's God's going to condemn you for that, and he, He's not. God loves you right where you're at, but He loves you way too much to keep you there. And and our God is a God who's going to continue to try to equip you and empower you to make wiser choices. He's going to celebrate your wins with you, and He's going to lead you towards the greatness that you were created for. And we have we have to do the things, and we have to put the structure in our life to ultimately be able to live that out as men, that we are a work in progress towards that inherent thing that we were created for. I love what you just said, and I want to say it a little differently because it resonated with me. The potential that God sees in me doesn't change when I make a mistake. And I know that because he put it in me. It's not, it's, not, it's not when I see the potential in someone else. When I look at you and I see this potential, oh, and then you make a bonehead choice. Maybe I, made, maybe I guessed wrong. Maybe I misread who I thought you were. That's a human thing. See, God doesn't look at it that way because he created it. He's not observing the potential in me. So it's not dependent on my mistake to define that potential. He defined it. And so I know that. That every time, just like you said, because I was thinking about it when you said it, man, when, when I'm out working with my dog, even the times that she doesn't bring it all the way back to me and I got to go pick it up and she doesn't get a click and she doesn't get a treat on that run. When I say place, she's right back on the block every time. And, and, and I want that kind of mentality that even on the even on the days that I don't do it right when I go to bed and go, man, I missed the mark today. Could have done better. I want to get up the next day ready to go back on the block because my God sees the potential. He created the potential, and that doesn't change on the days that I don't hit the mark. Man, that's so good. He's, he, it's so good. Like, Man, I really want to encourage myself today is, is just get back on the block. Like, Just get back up. Like, keep going. Keep trying. Keep pushing because God sees your potential because he put it there. 
right? That's so amazing. Like God put that potential there. And and, and we even like to say it another way. And I, I just truly believe this. And I say it a lot and I'm sorry, but it's how, it's how I view my life. Like my purpose, that, that thing that God put in me, it's bigger than any struggle I've ever been through. Like my purpose and your purpose, it's bigger than any struggle you've ever been through. Any season of your life where you made some just some poor choices, any season of your life that you struggled, that you couldn't you couldn't make ends meet, that you that you just slid into deep depression, that that there was a season of your life where man, you just had a lot of things did a lot of things that were done to you that just man, they weren't fair, right? You just couldn't catch a break. You know, there's just so much that could go on, but your purpose is bigger than all of that. The Bible says that God created your purpose and then he created you. And so that tells me right there that, that the reason I exist and the reason you exist is so much greater than our life's journey. But we get to live out that purpose through our life's journey. Just keep pressing. Just keep getting up. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, in, in an earlier podcast about just get up. You know, just just get up. And and that's our biggest encouragement to you today, men, is wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, wherever your struggle is, where no matter how many times you've tried and you failed, no matter how heavy it feels right now in your life, it's in you. Like it's in you, man. It's in you. It's not going anywhere. It's there. God put it there. And he wants to see it come alive in you. And he will equip you and empower you and encourage you in so many ways to live it out and to connect it and use it for greater good. Keep moving. Keep taking steps. And if it doesn't work, just get back on the box, just like our dogs do. Just come back, reset, and be ready for the next command. Come back, reset, be ready for the next command. Come back, reset, be ready for the next direction in your life. Keep going, keep going, keep going. So just keep pressing. Hold on to that this week, men. And if you do, you will be a man who matters. Until next week, I'm Steve Wisdom, a man Brandon Broach, and you are a man who matters. Who matters.